0: Phones in silence, shut the fuck up, this show's about to
1: <laughs> The Hush Hush Girls. Welcome back guys. To the Hush Hush Minus One. We are having a disaster despite last week. Two weeks ago, us saying, Oh, we promised to be back at our usual time. Obviously, life got in the way again, but we were adamant that we were going to be here for second episodes of many more to come. Only this week, we've rescheduled like three times, and now Gabs is stuck in Leith as we speak. So that's good. So (laughs) Amy and I are going to go solo for probably most of the episodes.
2: Yeah. And then Gabs is going to join, and John has to leave and then it's gonna be just us. But guys, I actually can't express how difficult it has been to film this week. I thought I had COVID and then I was like, I can't affect everyone. And then we were like, okay, back to Zoom we go. and then then it's just been complication after complication but this is the dedication we have we're here we're here for it
1: I am rude and I didn't even ask are you feeling better
2: oh my god yeah I actually am I had to take a PCR test it came back negative so that's good Good. it does it's just weird like there's just some sort of bug going around as well as COVID and it's just not needed I think it's actually like the festival bug but we were gonna focus a bit we've done a episode on periods before i think because we were we did it in our sex ed um cds kind of thing that we've got going on but i was kind of mentioning to joe and gab's um a couple weeks ago that i have been struggling i think with pms now i've not spoken to a medical professor professor (laughs) a medical professor um i've not spoken to a medical professional about at all so i don't actually know if i had it or if i didn't or if it's even something like you can catch, you know what i mean i think it's just kind of like something that happens um so it did make me look up on it and i was actually so shocked because i couldn't really believe that i didn't know what it was like i'd always heard about like in tv shows people saying oh i'm pmsing and i'd be like okay what the fuck does that mean like i just thought it just was another thing for saying on your period So today we're going to talk about what happens on your period and the things that maybe we don't know about because I've done a lot of research into PMS because I think it's maybe something that is important to talk about because it's maybe not something that affects us now because when I did my research it seems to be only really affecting women who are in their late 20s, early 30s, and then it kind of like progresses into menopause very, very late on, obviously. But I think it's maybe something that we should talk about because it could start to affect some of our listeners in years to come. It could be affecting them now and they don't know what it is. You know, it could be an eye opener. So we're just gonna talk about it. Um but as we always say we're not health professionals
1: (laughs) has actually done so much research. We always do a little note like plan beforehand, but this is huge. So proud. And yeah, I read through it and I was the same as you. Like obviously I'd heard of it. And I just assumed it was like how you feel when you've had your period because obviously your hormones are all out of whack. Like I knew that that was a thing. But I didn't realise how like specific it was. And like actual symptoms that are like, uh so yeah, that is interesting as well. Cause how often do you sit at home and you're like, oh my God, am I dying? Like I've booked into the doctors before just because like so many things have gone wrong with my body at the same time and I'm like what is happening here so it would be good for people to know that that is it yeah and
2: yeah and I've also looked into some other things that can be linked with your period as well so we're going to talk about that because there's things there's different things to explain different things that are going on, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Um, they've all got different words from it. And I actually just can't believe that it's not being taught at schools. Like, that's one thing that's kind of pissed me off while looking through this. Like, it genuinely is a sex ed you've never had because why the fuck have we not learned about this? You know what I mean? Like, in school.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, why did we hear about boys having wet dreams? Like, thinking back, that seemed to be such a significant part of sex ed for what reason? Like, how does that have any bearing on anyone?
2: yeah like obviously that's maybe important to guys and I feel like we learned so much about guys and we learned about childbirth but this is such an important part as well and it's maybe not something we would have understood then but when I guess to now it would maybe be a bit like oh that explains it oh yeah this this is happening to me now but it's okay like I'm not a freak (laughs) so yeah I thought I would just jump in by kind of explaining what PMS is so PMS stands for premenstrual syndrome and it's the name for the symptoms women can experience in the weeks before their period. Most women have PMS at some point in their life um, and you can get help if, if it affects your daily life. So you can get like professional do- like a help from a doctor if you need it. PMS doesn't impact everyone and it can happen at any point. According to womenshealth.org, PMS affects up to 70% 75% of women in their childbearing years, although only 20% to 40% have d- difficulties as a result. So, I guess childbearing years, like when you think about it, that could be over 18, you know what I mean? Like that's right yeah. now.
1: Is that not just as soon as you start your periods because you can have a baby whenever?
2: Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I just, I genuinely just think it means like as soon as you can kind of have children, like, yeah scientifically you can have children so it could
1: 75 percent have it I mean like so you've got the symptoms here I'll read some of these out and I'm sure that we're all familiar with these so you you can get mid swings you can feel upset anxious or irritable me tiredness or trouble sleeping bloating or tummy pain breast tenderness headaches spots greasy hair and changes in appetite and sex drive like we I've definitely had all of them not so much like I'd notice it at the time and be like, oh my God, I'm fucked here. But just obviously, that's just what periods do to you. Like, ugh. oh, Gabrielle Evanson's entered the waiting room. <laughs> oh, that was quick. I know, she made it. It used to do automatic camera. <laughs> oh
2: my
0: God.
1: Did you just get back? Yes. It's I'm so, so smelly, like stinking. Absolute missions.
2: Um, so yeah, we were just speaking about what PMS is and some of the symptoms. So Joanna was just explaining what some of the symptoms were and how it's kind of something that we've actually kind of experienced, just like normally in your period. Like we didn't think it was PMS. What are what on that list is kind of something that you've experienced? One thing is
0: definite. I'm reading the last one: the changes in appetite and sex drive. It's so true. Like when I'm on period, I'm so horny. Like so horny. Like period the opposite. No, that's just like normal like so see when my period comes about. That's probably when I'm horniest. And then when I'm not on my period, because of my antidepressants, like it's so hard for me to get wet. Like this is like an actual thing. It's so shit. And also like I just don't get as
2: horny. But going on my period, it just does things to me. I feel like this is so interesting because I remember kind of growing up like in high school and people would be like, oh, like boys would be like, oh, like, is it before her period? Because she's going to be so horny before her period. And then some people were like, oh, is it after her period? Because she's going to be so horny. And I just feel <laughs> like it's, <laughs> I just feel like it's different for everyone. I always was like, oh, I'm not horny before my period. Actually, if any boy came near me, I'd literally laser them with my eyes because I am so raging.
0: But I just feel like it's different for everyone. I was going to mention, like, talking about, like, boys, like, in high school and stuff. I remember I went to a house party once, and then I started seeing this boy, the one that cheated on me, like, countless times in high school. Rugby wanker, all that. (laughs) Remember, I was, I had, I got my period, like, the day before, and it was, he was having a party at his house. And I was, like, obviously, like, we're going to shard. Like, that's, you know, kind of standard. And I remember looking at all these old wives tales, and one of them was to drink gelatin. (laughs) So I went to the shops and bought like pure gelatin, put it in boiling water and drank it and it worked.
1: (laughs) Wait, uh, surely if you drank gelatin, it would solidify and your insides would turn into jelly. Like, you know how if you make jelly and then you leave it in a bowl, it turns into solid jelly. So if you're (laughs) pouring liquid gelatin down yourself, did that turn into jelly? I mean, you know what? I never actually thought of it like that.
2: <laughs> I think it has to be at a cold temperature for it to turn into jelly. Like.
1: My and these are warm, <laughs> right. that's it. Okay, okay. Wait, so what? That makes you horny?
0: No, it makes you, it makes your period stop for a while. No, I didn't drink it as some sort of fucking
1: <laughs> next
2: potion.
0: For like a wee female boner
2: <laughs> female, female Viagra. <laughs>
0: oh my fucking god wait this is so weird right I was I was watching porn the other day and the first thing that like popped up on my I was on my for you page <laughs> like on the home page was like women with the biggest um clitoris boner I have ever
1: seen <laughs> and yes I did watch it and it was quite something I have read I remember in school they teach you how like babies form and like if you're a boy or a girl like as in if you get a willy or a vagina like the clip. everyone has a clit so if you're a boy it grows from clit and then it comes out and if you're a girl it grows back the way so like everyone's got a dick really or like everyone's got a vagina but it just goes different ways so like you can get a clip boner
0: oh my god wait I want to I'm gonna look this up Sorry, we're going off on a tangent about female boners.
1: Yeah, sorry, I don't know how factually correct clit boner is, but I do know that, like... <laughs> I do know that, like, clit and dick are the same thing, which I thought was really interesting.
0: No, I- you're right, it's called clitoral erections. Yeah. Um, it's where the clitoris becomes enlarged and firm. Clitoral erection is the result of a complex interaction of physiological neural. Vascular factors, and is usually though not exclusively associated with sexual arousal. Wow! Wow! I wonder if I've got a big clit boner.
1: I wonder. Do I I I feel
0: like you give off big clit boner energy, which is a good thing?
1: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! This could be a thing instead of BDE, big dick energy,
2: (laughs) BCE, big clit
1: energy. (laughs) <laughs> Big erection. I don't think I've ever noticed it to be honest but like I'll
0: check what are you fucking doing on the floor like faffing about you're like stretching your legs
1: you're like a newborn baby it's just one in the next door room and downstairs is cold so so from lady boners to <laughs> back to the symptoms of PMS.
0: <laughs> I'm reading another symptom that I get which is breast tenderness. My boobs get so sore. Like my boobs are already quite sore all the time because, you know, they're fucking huge. And I also get, I do get mood swings, but I always get mood swings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. I thought these symptoms, I think some of these symptoms are kind of what you get, basically. They're, they were from the NHS website. So, you know, it's obviously from a professional perspective, but I do think some of these are just like symptoms of your period. and some pms symptoms are like really severe so i think there's other things as well that can kind of impact it and make it worse especially things that are going on like in your life or like if you're stressed because that was one thing that i think highlighted my my pms or maybe like how I think like sex can impact it I think your emotions can impact it I think what uh what contraception you're on can impact it I think there's a whole load of things that can like basically fuck it all up for you so basically I was trying to look into if stress is something that impacts PMS because that's obviously my personal experience with it and some sources online provide information saying that you know that it is a thing and they found studies that show that stress can increase pms whereas other sources have claimed that stress doesn't cause pms and doesn't make it worse obviously every time we're not experts so we don't actually know like we didn't do these studies ourselves um and if you wanted to know more i would do more research or if it's something that's impacting you i would go and speak to a gp about it or just phone the uh, 111 non-emergency helpline But um, yeah, from my own experience, so I started experiencing PMS when I started my new job. I was felt like, and I was also, I think as well, like during the last little like few months of uni, because I was putting so much pressure on myself and I was just so stressed out all the time. I like wasn't sleeping properly. I was like crying uncontrollably sometimes Then I'd be like have like major like highs and then I have like major lows and then I'd be really, really angry. And I know that this is something that like my mum had experienced as well, like growing up. I'm actually tempted to get her on an episode one day to talk about it because I think that would be really interesting. But I remember like speaking about it and with her and being like, like she would think, say that it was PMS. And I would be like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I'd be like, you're just on your period. You're just a bitch when you're on your period. But like. me I don't did to say that but like i remember in our house like me and my dad were just like oh she's on our period," like and then when i started my period, it was like oh we're both on our period" because my dad obviously had to deal with like the two of us and what was going on at that time and now it's something that's impacted me and i totally get it now it's one of those things where you don't know what it is until it hits you you know what i mean because people say like pms isn't a thing all the time but it is it is,
1: and
0: if you're
2: feeling it, do not
0: let anyone tell you otherwise.
1: I've been distracted because I literally, there was a like Charlotte's web scene going on in front of me, and uh, a, spider. a pig is that what a spider <laughs> It's a pig and a spider. All right, <laughs> okay, well, just, just the web half. There was a big spider making a web, and then a wasp just swooped in and took it, and it's like. Mm. I saw
0: a seagull eat a pigeon the other day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Surely that's cannibalism.
2: Yeah, how fucking rude. That's like his cousin. And... But yeah, so WebMD said that women who reported high levels of stress in two weeks before they got their period were two or three times more likely to experience depression, sadness, crying spells, as well as physical PMS symptoms such as body aches, bloating, low back pain, cramps, headaches, compared to women who did not feel stressed early on in their cycle. So I actually think that the fact that, you know, whoever we were talking about earlier, Joanna, that people who are in their late 20s or early 30s, they experience more PMS, I think, this is not an expert opinion, that it's maybe linked with stress, and like where you are at life like I think if you're maybe more stressed then it's in making your PMS worse but it could also it obviously could be different things than that
0: but and also you can stop your period when you're stressed
1: and another thing I was going to say there that you've said that it's brought on like it's more common in women at the end of their 20s or like late 20s that maybe ties in with stress because like I know then again I don't know obviously you can be stressed when you're younger but I just thinking about like what you've said like you've been so stressed starting a job like I guess a big event like that tends to happen later on and I mean I know we've all been really stressed with different stuff but I do also think like we're going to be even more stressed at some point in the near future so that is understandable and then I hate that because so much stems from stress and people are like oh you just need to not be stressed it's like bitch what how do you not be stressed apparently stress is good for you I think stress is so bad for you I don't know I read that somewhere please don't quote me <laughs> 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 I was like completely wrong like stress is so bad for you like medically just brings on so much so many issues like
2: PMS yeah and um, like this is something that made me like into it because I knew I was stressed out and then I kind of have got to a stage now where I'm like stress is not worth it you know what I mean like you have to obviously it's easier said than done but there's no points where I'm like I would usually be very very stressed about this but I'm just gonna be like well if I was you know stress doesn't actually make anything better you know what I mean yeah. like stress about something is not gonna make the outcome any better or worse so it's kind of just like uh, well if something shit's gonna happen it's gonna happen and you've dealt with it before so you can deal with it again but I would say I'm obviously in a privileged position to say that because you know sometimes people are stressed about things and if something shit happens like they're not going to be able to get past it so it's just kind of dealing with it in your own way and trying to basically say that like you're going to get through it but there's also advice from the NHS how to tackle PMS.
0: So the NHS says to exercise regularly which I don't do. Don't know that you guys. <laughs> nope. Yeah
1: all three of us I think are quite bad for <laughs> that. And, if I was to, and I used to walk. That was it. To be fair, though, I was actually on the phone today trying to haggle a membership at David Lloyd. It is £67 a month plus a £50 joining fee. That's a total piss take. I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, eat a healthy, balanced diet. You might find that eating frequent smaller
0: meals every two to three hours suits you better than eating three larger meals a day. Which I think that is actually very helpful because whenever I'm on my period,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I... Either binge or I feel too sick to eat. And also another yeah. thing, I get the period shits so fucking bad. And I actually watched a TikTok about it last night and I'm gonna post it on the story once we post this episode. But it was really interesting that you said that like um when you're on your period it like aggravates your bowels. Oh yeah, I get that too, or used to. I don't really get my periods anymore. Oh, because you're coil, obviously. And then we have get plenty of sleep, seven to eight hours. Feel like we're all quite good getting good beauty sleep,
2: you know? Mm We're all
0: (laughs) lazy. Yeah, we're all fuckers. That is so true. Oh, guys, I'm so lonely in my flat. Sorry, I just need a wee bit of attention.
1: Aww.
0: Really depressed.
1: Is everyone away?
0: Yeah. Neve's got COVID. Sophie and Jade are in fucking MAGA. Neve's what? Neve's got COVID. Fuck. Yeah. That's the second time she's had COVID. How fried. And. Then Rachel's in Geneva and I'm all by myself
1: aww
0: yeah thanks that's the reaction I wanted no one seems to go no I'm so young man I can't do this by myself I don't mind living on my own but yeah but you're I very don't. independent Miss independent try reducing your stress by doing yoga or meditation we don't do that take pain colours such as ibuprofen or paracetamol to ease the pain we all do that Surely, diary of your symptoms for at least two to three menstrual cycles. You can
2: take this to a GP point. I think that's very important, but I would never do that because i I think you know. that's. I think that's kind of advice for if you, like, want to actually go see a doctor about it. Like, if you think your PMS symptoms are so bad mm. that you actually want medical help for it, because it's just kind of to re- reiterate that that is an option.
1: I
0: feel so bad for women that have to deal with horrific pain on their periods like, I feel like, um I don't know about you guys, but before, like, so ever since I got, like, that infection with my coil, my period pain has been really sore, like, I've had really bad cramps and stuff, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I get, like, really bad vagina cramps, like, it, like, aches, like, my vagina aches, and my arsehole, like, is so sore, but before, like, I'd before that whole infection with my coil, like, my periods were fine. Hardly felt them. There were only three days. Like, I was one of the lucky ones. And now ever since I've had it taken out, it's, like, completely changed my menstrual cycle. So thanks a lot, you fucking prick.
2: Ah, Well, yeah, like, I uh, used to not get any pains in my period, and then as soon as I lost my virginity, I got really bad pains. But I think I've said this before.
1: Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, like, I actually, I think I've looked it up and no it's not actually a thing like I don't actually think it's a thing I actually looked it up and like I could not find any information on it anywhere so it was very very strange but I just remember being in modern studies and actually wanting to scream into my jacket it was so fucking sore like it was so bad and I thought was dying like it was yeah
1: I used to have to like go to the nurse and sometimes like I got taken home from school a few times and I liked well I will admit to like being a bit of a drama queen but like no genuinely my periods were so bad like excruciating so that was why when I was getting the coil I was like there's just no inhale that I'm risking getting the copper one because everyone even like the doctors advise and everyone that I know says it made their periods much worse like I couldn't deal with the pain so I'm lucky now that like I barely get them and when I do bleed now it's not like it doesn't feel like a period. That's
0: honestly so scary like the only time that I can think that mine was heavy during high school was when I was in Spanish class and it like I bled onto the seat. Yeah, That that was like the worst I'd ever had but Mm -hmm. like I did hear loads of other horror stories like girls would like be walking around with like hot water bottles like loads of girls would be taken home and I just don't like no one really talks about it like it is crazy and it's it's really terrifying that people are just sweeping under the rug like especially like the fact that ever since you lost your virginity you've had bad period pains that that, that's so bizarre there's no information anywhere for that
2: yeah like maybe if I digged a little bit deeper I haven't done I obviously haven't done any research into it recently but it's very strange
1: yeah I would love to know if anyone else has had that oh yeah maybe message and tell
2: us if you you that.
1: but yeah it's so weird and I remember one of my friends used to
2: actually take days off at school and I used to be like "Uh, that's just your period like you just want a day off school but I actually totally understand it like I remember a couple years ago I started my period while I was at work and I literally had to take half an hour off and go to get some because see if I take femme feminax I think it's called uh it's got the pains are gone within half an hour but I just have to wait for that to kick in and it starts working it it honestly works a charm for me every time but that half an hour it's so bad like
1: I like I remember the feeling like it was just awful like I felt so like just someone could push me and I would faint, or like I felt so sick and like short of breath and obviously like the cramps were so bad and just like oh my god it was just such a horrible feeling like everywhere that I was just like I can't cope with this and then knowing that it happened every month I was like I just don't want to live like this it's just so
2: shit and I think I didn't really experience like really bad mood swings and stuff. Like I think the thing that I can remember the most is I went to New York with my mum this, oh no, last year, uh, just before COVID hit. And we were on the subway and obviously I was in New York. It was my my 20th birthday. We were there celebrating. I hadn't seen my mum in ages. I was living in Toronto for my study abroad. Like I was literally having the best time and I was on the subway and I was literally like to my mum. I feel so fucking sad right now. Like, I could literally fucking just be gone. Like, I, like, and I wanted to like kill myself, but I was just like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I just want to poof into thin air. Like, I don't, I didn't want to die, but I just didn't want to be there anymore. Like, I didn't want to be anywhere. I couldn't explain it at all. And I was like, it was my, it was the day before my period started. So it made so much sense. And such a similar thing happened to me. Literally this week, I was in London. I remember I was sat going to London with my little cousin, and there was just like these people sat next to us, and they were just giving off very bad vibes. And I was remember texting my boyfriend, being like, "I am just so sad and anxious, and like I I just don't know what to do. Like I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going to London. I'm like I'm going to have a good time. And I was itching like, I don't understand what the fuck is wrong. And then my period started the next day, and I was like.
1: that's why yeah I relate to that too like you used to just be like oh my god why is my life falling apart and then oh bam I've got my period like that makes perfect sense oh bam (laughs) (laughs) like it's even though you were expecting it but like you just kind of forget and it's like my whole life is just traumatic and then oh no it's just my period like now I understand so yeah obviously we talked about what you can do yourself but also, we said that obviously, if it's actually getting in the way of your day to day life, then you can go and get help for it. So doctors can prescribe like hormonal medicines such as the combined pill. But obviously, we spoke about this on like, our contraception episode. There's pros and cons to that. But I guess you would maybe just have to try it if it was that bad to hope that it worked for you. Um, you could also get CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, so you would talk through it. Because like you've said too, Amy, with your like period pains getting worse after you had sex, what if that, not to like be patronising, but what if that is all in your head? Because there's so many things that people have wrong with them physically that actually do come from your your head like and you can't help it because that's what you're used to and it does actually create like that creates physical symptoms to you but like it could be sorted out which is wild so that also antidepressants and dietary supplements and potentially also hormone patches okay so hormone patches i just wanted
2: to briefly talk about this because i don't i didn't see anything about it but basically, my mum has been on hormone patches um for quite a while. Law when she listens to this, but um and I'm like crazy bitch. <laughs> but I'm I'm there with you, mum. Like I'm dealing with it now too. So I'm a hypocrite. You're like it's genetic. Um, it could potentially be yeah. Like I genuinely do think it is. Um, but yeah. She's been through some wacky, wacky ass shit with everything. Like she's had to have operations down there. She had problem with her coil. Like she's had it all. So she's obviously now a little bit fucked up from all that shit. So she's on hormone patches, or she was, and now she's on different hormone patches. But she genuinely really needs them. Like obviously she's in the hormone uh, menopause age. Um which is something that most of the people listening to this will probably be very far away from, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But if you're not, that's okay too. But yeah, so she's on hormone patches and I do actually wonder, (coughs) sorry, I'm losing my voice. I do actually wonder if hormone patches could potentially be something that helps people who suffer from severe um, PMS or bad PDAs or you know, I, I, I don't know, I should have probably done a bit more research into that, but that's why I wanted to mention it. But yeah, I thought that could lead us into what age women usually experience um, PMS, because we spoke about that a little bit at the beginning. Um, me and Joanna were talking about the fact that 75% of women experience it. But yeah, yeah 75% of women in their childbearing years, although Only 20% to 40% have difficulties. So basically 75% of women will experience all the symptoms that we spoke about earlier. So all the mood swings, which would be why you guys experienced it. But only 20 to 40% of women will actually like experience issues from it. So, you know, maybe like what I've been going through with the whole stress thing and why I want to talk about it. The symptoms of PMS can appear
0: any time between puberty and menopause, but the most common age for it to start to become a problem is during the late 20s to early 30s, according to healthwomen.org. Apparently, symptoms of PMS may get worse with age and stress, although the underlying causes are not well understood, which is obviously very shit.
2: Why do we think that is, Amy? Yeah, so this is kind of what I spoke. I, to be honest, I kind of covered this earlier, but yeah, if it's I say patriarchy, I yeah, I think if it's linked to stress, then that's what we were kind of saying earlier, like how women in their late twenties might be more stressed than maybe we are, because I was reading something that kind of spoke about how women. In their late 20s or early 30s or 40s or whatever, they have to deal with obviously children. They have to deal, deal with having children and having like responsibilities as a mother, um, and having to maybe also balance a job as well, a full-time job. Um, maybe even having to deal with, you know, uh, marriage problems. I mean, I guess that could kind of come around then, or you know. It could be anything. On top of that, the world is just stressful. Like, honestly, when you
0: wake up and you just see, like, all these BBC notifications, like, that's enough to fucking stress you out. Do you know what I mean? Like, life is stressful. Like, even if you don't have things in your life that are, like, going wrong, do you know what I mean? And, like, things are pretty much smooth sailing, the world is still, like, a stressful place to live in. Do you know what I mean? Regardless.
2: Definitely. And I feel like the older you get, the more you realize how shit the world is.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, I was so naive as a child. I thought my life was dandy, but it was not. When I got to my, friend, my 20s, I'm literally 20. <laughs> <laughs> These past couple of years have I been mean, a mess. Honestly, <laughs> it is crazy. Like, you're starting to, and I also think that with how things are now, like, obviously, it's a completely different thing, but like, see, climate change. Trump, all all this shit, bojo, smelly arse, all of that. That is stressful as fuck.
2: Yeah, I, I was in London this weekend and I remember watching some kids that were playing about in bubbles and they were just like screaming and like laughing and all they cared about was these bubbles that were coming towards them. And I was like, wow, I actually... Like, they have no idea, you know what I mean? Like, you just remember being that age and just not caring about anything. And then I remember just having this sudden realization. I remember speaking to my brother and we were in the car and he was just like, the older you get, the more you realise how shit the world is and how shit people are. This got taken a very depressing turn, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of all relates.
0: It is so true. It's just like part of growing up, which is so scary, but you're so right, honestly, like imagine being able to go back to being a child I mean I don't I mean obviously now like I wouldn't really want to go back to being a kid but just like the mindset and like the naivety and just being so sheltered but obviously that's not the case for a lot of kids you know we're not saying that's like just how kids are but they've still got like this just you know youthful mindset where they think everything's fine and it's not when you grow up it's gonna be fucking awful (laughs)
2: Sorry, Sorry kids, on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, but as if, as if parents are going to let their kids listen to us. <laughs> but we got we to say how it is. I know. It's <laughs> so true. If you want truth, pure truth, come to us. We get all of our
2: facts from Wikipedia. The only kid resourceful place. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like we get a lot of our facts from the NHS website.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love the NHS website, honestly. And, and TikTok.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you go into hashtag learn talk, very. (laughs) Clip boners.
2: (laughs) They've been clip boners, and you'll get all your information through (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I also wanted to talk about other impacts that periods can have. There are more than just this. Um, but it was kind of like straying away from going in more medical depth about things that we definitely don't know enough to talk about. We're kind of stretching it, just talking about this, to be honest, because we've probably said about hundred things that are incorrect. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. Like we're all just kind of like figuring out as we go along. And we've never, I've said this so many times during this episode that we never say we're experts, but like we try and Make this podcast as if you're having a conversation with your mate, and your mate's not gonna know everything. You know what I mean? We've done a little tiny bit of research enough to talk about it at least.
0: And also, we want to be able to put a wee bit of a light like, hearted spin on it because it is like heavy stuff. But you still need to have a laugh about it.
2: Yeah, you know I mean? even we're literally like, you're guys, like guys, the world is shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Isn't that fucking hilarious? We're all in
2: this big ball of burning gas, and we're all gonna die. <laughs> because <laughs> if you don't laugh you'll cry <laughs> um, I want to speak about also menstrual cramps because I feel like that's something that is very common and dysmenorrhea um so Joanna have you ever heard of dysme- Men? <laughs> I said it I said it two minutes ago dysmenorrhea yeah that's the one I can't remember. were you
1: trying to say that <laughs> um, I've done like I knew how to say it so I feel like I've heard of it but I'm thinking of something to do with a regular heart beating. So I think I'm not thinking of the right thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not, not even close, but it's fine. <laughs> so
2: dysmenorrhea is pain associated with menstruation. More than half of women who menstruate have some pain for one to two days each month. Usually the pain is mild, but for some women, the pain is so severe that it keeps them from doing their normal activities for several days a month. Yeah, so I think that's it's basically like a very severe form of menstrual cramps. Um, and obviously, we know what menstrual cramps are, but we're going to explain them anyway. So, they're throbbing, aching cramps you get in your lower belly just before and during your period. They're some of the most common, annoying parts of your period. They can strike right before or during the time of the month. Many women get them routinely. Cramps can range from mild to severe. So, I mean, have any of us, obviously, ever suffered from dysmenorrhea? I
0: think I have had it, but I also, like, I don't even remember if I was on the, my period at this time, but, like, when I got my car removed, I, like, what what I'm reading right now is exactly what I had. Like, it was so painful. Like, I wanted to be sick. I was couldn't leave my bed, like, could faint from the pain. Like, it was fucking horrendous. And, if like, if that's what I felt, then I don't know how women can cope with that. Like, it honestly does feel like you want to die. Like, and what really fucks me off is that boys will never get it. Do you know what I mean? They'll never understand. So don't ever come and try tell us that we're overreacting or over, over overreacting.
2: overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that twist in words. Wow. Anyways, to you, Amy, have you? well I definitely haven't it's never been something that's stopped me from doing my normal activity for several days um I think I said earlier like I get really bad cramps but it happens like for half an hour maybe at tops and then I take like a tablet and see if I can't take a tablet maybe it'll happen for like maybe an hour but usually I get my worst cramps when I'm like in bed because that's usually when my period starts is when I'm in bed which I'm quite lucky about because obviously if it hits me at work or if it hits me when I'm out and about doing shit that's just a major fucking inconvenience um, and I think maybe like most of the times that I get really bad cramps it like wakes me up from my sleep it's horrendous like I'm like that is so bad that it's that sore that's waking me up but I've definitely i I've never even heard of it before, so I've definitely never experienced that. But it may be interesting for some people to hear that it's a normal thing if they've experienced it and it's actually maybe got a name.
0: But uh, also, like I'm not surprised people haven't heard of it. Like, listen to the name.
2: Yeah, I we mean, need it's more so difficult to understand. We need a different name for it. I saw a person. I thought I said diarrhea. I honestly thought it was something,
0: like, typical thing, you know? Like yeah. when I Whenever I see an ear, you're just like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aria. like we can um, just call it
2: aria. <laughs> aria. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I spoke about um my penis earlier, and, um, you know, when I started them, and I got really bad cramps after I lost my virginity what like just what's your period like Joanna like what do you experience during your periods like is it long is it short is it sore
1: well I guess I just kind of covered like what they were like at school like very bad lasted a week I remember one of my friends used to get pierced for three days and I was like oh fuck you And like so light but yeah I was like severely heavy bleeding like I can't remember what color tampon it was but like biggest tampon and pad like changing very regularly like horrible cramps always like I had to sleep with a towel on my bed sheets. every like, at my worst was so probably four days in my period. I had to sleep with a towel on my bed because it would always go through despite having a pad in. Um, so yeah, just all around trauma to be honest and emotionally like I can be just muddy anyway. So I feel like that's all I would notice. But apart from that, like not much, just like physically really bad. And then now that I'm on the coil, I have actually started bleeding again but it's really strange it's so irregular it's so like I never know when it's coming and sometimes it lasts a day and it's not sore at all it's literally just like oh I'm bleeding and like it doesn't look like period blood either so I thought for a while that my coil had like like you know how it can watch you it know, like lodge itself into you um not in your arm like in your womb uterus um so I thought it was that but it's not so I don't know just weird regularly doing, but no pain no emotional side effects so I'm very lucky.
2: Gabs did you have like cramps straight away or was it kind of a thing where you you know they kind of you kind of noticed them but they kind of just like slid in you know what I mean?
0: Well, I my period.
2: Yeah like did you have cramps as soon as you started your period that's basically the short version <laughs> of what I was trying to say
0: yeah I think I did like because I do remember um one of the schools I went to when I was like P7S1 um we it was an all-girls school and like obviously felt more a lot more comfortable so we could like we walked around with like hot water bottles and stuff so like I remember having to go get a hot water bottle quite a lot um but also like I've blacked out a lot of my (laughs) so I'm actually finding it quite hard to like think back to it do you know what I mean but like All I can think about is like recently, like I've been having them a lot more since um like my coil got removed. So they shouldn't they couldn't have been that bad that I don't remember. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. I think like that one day when I was like wanting to scream into my jacket, like that was probably the worst cancer I ever felt, but it was probably just because I didn't know what was happening. So, you know, it's probably been just as bad as that, but that was the first time that must
0: have been so scary
2: it was it was terrifying I didn't know what to do like I literally just had to leave the classroom and everyone was like what is wrong with this girl like I genuinely was just I, I actually don't really remember what I did I think I might have had to take like paracetamol or something and that helped but it was it was wild um,
0: I still think that schools don't cover enough when it comes to periods and stuff like that like because you must have been careful you'd have you probably wouldn't have any idea what the fuck it was do you know what I mean yeah like you just being like what the hell is going on and I think that's just so like sad for young girls like especially yourself like we shouldn't have to go through that people need to start talking about it more yeah mum if you're listening which I don't know if you are, <laughs> probably not. But if you are, you need to start
2: speaking to your kids, educate them from a young age, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think there should be education on it more um to boys because we, as, as Joanna said earlier, like we had to learn about fucking boys' wet dreams. So they should be able to learn about our periods. Like it's actually pisses me off so much that they do that thing in adverts where like you don't actually see blood. Like you see like a blue liquid on period pads and adverts <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's oh. so funny fuck off like if we actually have to experience it then let them fucking see what's going on because that's what we have to deal with boys I'm gonna call out my boyfriend here <laughs> he used to act like he was terrified of tampons like he'd be like there's a tampon in the, the in the bathroom and I'd be like yeah, like it's not been anywhere. It's not been used. It's not got any. It's literally in a pocket. But glasses, we really saw. So, he probably can hear me right now. Like he's probably one in so many people that are like so many boys that are like that because they just don't understand. Like it's definitely not the first guy that's been like a tampon. Ew.
0: You're so right about the adverts as well. Like, I love how they only put, like, a little dribble on the tampon or, like... um the pad as if it doesn't fucking go down your fucking thighs and like pour over the edges <laughs> do you know what I mean like it literally goes everywhere like I don't it's, it isn't a neat pretty thing that women are like oh I just bled once a month like ah, oh, and now I can have babies like shut the fuck up it is sore and also it goes everywhere like it's not a pretty thing and like and then boys obviously like the way obviously when we talk about it boys are like oh my god it's fucking disgusting like, I'm sorry, some of you have Smeg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, at least we can't fucking help what happens to us, okay? At and least we can talk to ourselves. You girls take home. <laughs> Actually, we can get the sewers. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god wait just as like on the topic of smeg i watched um you know like the sex clinic or something like channel 4 or itv i don't know
2: i've seen this too i know what you're gonna say oh,
0: oh my god this boy comes in and you know what it actually makes me sad because clearly no one's ever told him, which just shows how bad and broken this system is and we need to start educating the young people because this is actually quite sad but also like obviously quite gross and he went on TV, so obviously we're gonna talk about it. He went into this clinic, and like she was, he was saying that like it was smelling and stuff, and I was like, oh my god, something is not right here. Like imagine I just a smelly cop. you know what I mean? Like there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> and then he goes in, and like she looks sad, and then she sits down with him. And he's like, so you've got a, a lot of smeg, and he, his face is just blank. And she was like, smeg, you know, like the stuff that you have to clean it around your dick. like you're supposed to clean that oh oh my god my jaw hit the floor
2: like imagine how
0: <laughs>
2: it's like little cheese like it curdles uh, that's a good way to round up this episode <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I'm actually quite glad that we've covered um some of this stuff I think it's just important to kind of highlight the fact that like anything can impact your mental cycle like obviously there are things that are medically proven and you know there's studies out there but the fact that there's things that aren't confirmed like that we've spoken about like the stress uh how there's not really a reason why all these things are caused I think that's just an indication that everyone else is impacted differently and that no like two people are the same like obviously you know some people can have like will relate to some of the stuff that we've spoken about some people won't some people might have it worse um everyone is just so different and whatever like impacts you you know that's you know there's going to be so many different things it can be anything like I said this earlier like your diet your sleep cycle this kind of sex that you're having emotions stress um there's just so many things that impact your menstrual cycle and like there's even things like eating disorders and everything can impact you actually having your period. Like it can make your period stop. You know what I mean? So there's so many fucked up things that can happen to us as women. And I think the main thing to take away from this is that if you don't know what's going on and you want to speak to someone, like please reach out to a medical professional or your GP or call the 111, like NHS non-emergency helpline because there is someone that can help you and if you are suffering from any of the things that we've spoken about in this episode feel free to message us we will try and help as best we can but to be honest the most thing we're going to do is just either relate to you or we're going to advise who you should speak to
1: yeah I guess like for all these issues our best advice would probably just be talk to people about it because if you're feeling terrible chances are like that's not 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 normal in a bad way but like you shouldn't be feeling like that and there are things you can do to stop it so definitely don't suffer in silence type thing and just the usuals like I always used to read stuff in like magazines and that's a load of rubbish but like have a long shower have a bath use a hot water bottle, eat loads of chocolate like those things genuinely help like your mental state more than anything so just do all those things that like seem kind of trivial but actually help you.
2: I also want to highlight as well that it's something not to be embarrassed about because I think sometimes people think that like going to a doctor and speaking about these kind of problems is embarrassing and I've written down here as well that like if you want to go and speak to a GP about it or if you want to speak to a GP about it on the phone obviously because you have to do that just now because of COVID and you don't feel comfortable like maybe speaking to a male nurse there's no issues saying you want to speak to a female nurse like you can just ask for that like people people understand that no one's going to be offended that's what people have to do like every day I'm sure that happens all the time so don't be embarrassed to speak about it if you're concerned
0: Um, I was just thinking about all of that and I was like yeah honestly thinking about like being embarrassed like you should not be embarrassed when it comes to stuff that's just so natural and like common and like it's not your fault so why should you be embarrassed about it do you know what I mean it's not your thing to be embarrassed about it's just how the world works um but yeah it is honestly quite upsetting to hear the amount of stuff that women have to go through when it comes to periods and stuff um I want to talk about it more and I hope people like, you know, feel the
2: same. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why we're here. Thank you so much for joining this episode. Um, I think we've all kind of learned a lot from doing this. And as we say, go to a professional if you want help
1: or anything like that. Yeah, periods can be shit and PMS sounds even shitter. Luckily, I've not experienced it yet, but who knows if that day will come at least if it does, I'll know how to tackle it. So yeah, I think our like, uh, what you call it? Conclusion or takeaway from this episode was, as usual, take care of yourself. Uh, Why do I end every episode with like the most annoying, like horrible statement? Gabs always looks at me like. (laughs) (laughs) We need a better quote than take care of yourself. You've always come up with some sort of
0: shite that should be on like a mum's bathroom wall. (laughs)
1: sorry I've just not got it in me today but next nice. time <laughs> got one I've got one if life hits you hard get into bed with a hot water bottle and a box of chocolates no that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah that be- the worst
0: one yet that was the worst one yet and it's staying <laughs> <laughs> in
2: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Catch ya.
1: Bye. <laughs> oh <love>. Oh hello. <laughs>